0: Hey, Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. My name is Jeremy.
1: And I'm Laura.
0: And I still don't know what it is about the fact that we are so close to having done this 200 times. I think, actually, mathematically, this is 199, even though this is episode 198. (laughs) And I still have to put a lot of thought into how I'm gonna open a show, (laughs) even though it has only changed three times over the course of the four seasons that we've had, and that has just been indicative of what network we're on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing great. I'm doing really great over here. But um, how's it going, everyone? Welcome on in to another edition of Subjectively Speaking. And uh, guys, guys, we get to talk about actual real-life Blue Jackets hockey, whether you want to or not. Um, We are here to give you all the news and notes and our thoughts about the week that has been for the Columbus Blue Jackets and looking ahead at what's to come. But Laura, a one and two week for the Blue Jackets, 33%. You know what? it's better than the face off percentage the other night against detroit. So, uh, I <laughs> listen, it's going well. Laura, how are you doing? It's beautiful Wednesday night as we're recording, but obviously this episode's coming out on Thursday. So, how are you doing? It's been about 4 or 5 days since I saw you last. It's always I feel like it's always strange to come out of um to come out of a podcast or I guess 3 to 4, 4 or 5 by the time this comes out and people listen. Um It's always strange to record a podcast after having been in person together. It always feels like this weird reunion. And I don't know, like, not weird, but it's always like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, this is actually, like, our reality. I kind of forget sometimes.
1: Well, we do kind of naturally, um, sometimes I (laughs) notice it a a lot more than I should, but we do sort of naturally take, like, the first couple of days after we've been together for, like, a decent amount of time and just, like, don't communicate as often.
0: Yeah, we just breathe. We just, like, yeah. I, well, my, and here's what I think it is more than anything. I think it's because I am, whenever I visit back home, I'm learning that I have, like, COVID turned me into an introvert, COVID and my trauma a little bit. And so I think that because, like, whenever I'm back home, like, I'm always with somebody. Like I'm never like alone in that time. And so I think I just totally like shut down. after I Get back up to Grand Rapids. I'm like, let me get my little blanket. Which I also wait pause before when you ask me how I'm doing. It's gonna be great because I just bought a fleece blanket for my bed. Feeling really great about it. Um, loving that for me. But I just get in my little fleece blanket and I just like lay there. I'm like, oh yeah, this is good. And I just like shut out the outside world, except for the fact that I like dive into like all the like geopolitical things that are happening in the world. And that for some reason brings me zen i don't know what's going on um but yeah no i do it's me it's me it's not you it's definitely <laughs> wow
1: me. that was a lot of information like in a very small amount of
0: time <laughs> yeah which also like this is another random tangent and this is oh, it's really bad that i'm gonna be out of my adhd medication after today because i can sense that i'm going through a spell um because I had a, uh, I facilitated a session today and at the end of all of our sessions, we do like feedback and we get like assessment data and very much one of the things that was said was like a lot of great information, but maybe a little bit fast. Like maybe you're talking a little fast. And I was like, "Mm." yeah, I I looked at my coworker and I went, oh, that one's about me. I don't think that's about you. I just go. (laughs) Um, And that is a prime example of exactly that. But again, if you are here, you know that unless this is your first time here. Then you got to fucking learn it because <laughs> I'm not changing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not right. Like I actually think that I'm like in my final form. Oh, really? As, as a podcast host. Yes. Okay. Like I don't think I'm going to change how I host a podcast anytime soon unless I'm like told to by the people who like support us. Okay. Yeah. Or if like you like hate the way I do it. That's <laughs> the only thing that's going to change. <laughs> but as long as you're good i'm fine (laughs) like this is where we find out actually that laura hates the entirety of the way that i host (laughs) She's like actually um i'm waiting for you to stop talking so i can introduce our new (laughs) co-host
1: i just like that three minutes ago you asked how i was doing and this is the
0: first time i've got hey hey (laughs) 4 it's been four and a half minutes i think that in the in the span of four and a half minutes uh grandstands i think that you still are having me beat so i think they'll work good
1: um no
0: i don't know i who edits them you but you also right. don't listen to them so how would you know because if i like click on a segment and i'm like editing it i'm like okay that's laura's voice and then it says like 12 minutes and then i click on another segment and it says 18 minutes and it's still laura's voice i'm like oh okay great so we're good here this will be the next thing anyway how's it going i'm fine
1: thank you for You're asking so of course anytime
0: um
1: yeah i'm fine i got my nails put back on on monday and i really feel good. like a new person
0: They look really good
1: because i spent two months without them and i don't know why actually i do know why but i was very sad for those two months without them
0: did you get your coke nail back
1: my what your yes <laughs>
0: yeah (laughs) laura big coke. because out of the two of us i'm the one that does coke what the fuck (laughs) i don't do coke (laughs) i'm way too fucking fat to do a lot of coke i would be like chris farley so fast i would never same (laughs) yeah let's just not ever try it you haven't right no i haven't either For what it's worth. And also, if I did, why would I admit to it on a podcast
1: that goes out to the public?
0: (laughs) I don't know, because I think this thing does something to us.
1: So, yeah, I'm good. Work is very, very, very busy, because my one coworker is off living his best life in Europe for two weeks. And apparently, he's the glue that holds everything together. So, it's a great time. My boss and I just keep going, we're gonna get through this. I the, um, the, hell or high water.
0: Well, the funniest part is that this coworker that you're alluding to w- is a former supervisor of yours from another, like, uh, employment opportunity. And I do think we learned at one point that he might have been the glue. <laughs> 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 I don't think that this is new info for you.
1: <laughs> well, I did. I did. Because he and I have a great working relationship. Obviously, he's a former supervisor of mine. And he's basically the reason why I have this job. But... Um, I did worry for a time that, um, my actual boss would like be annoyed with me asking my coworker questions or like going to my coworker for things because he's not my supervisor, but my supervisor, my actual supervisor is so busy that he's like, yeah, go do I'm here for you if you need me, but like, don't, <laughs> yeah,
0: if you could avoid needing me at any cost, that sounds great.
1: But and we also spend like the first 20 minutes of my one on one um having like um pop culture like breakdown. We pick like a subject and just talk about pop culture things. It's oh my really god. fun.
0: What, what was the subject this week?
1: Um this week was oh god, Stanley Tucci.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh
1: because he brought up the movie easy a and i was like oh my gosh i love that movie my my. favorite part is when her dad is in the kitchen told you right Yeah. yeah and he was like oh my gosh i love that part too i was like i know can you believe that's stanley tucci and he was amazed because he did not know it was stanley tucci and then we talked about stanley tucci's cnn cnn show where he's discovering italy and yeah, we talked about him in the Hunger Games, and I was then we say Stanley about- Tucci's
0: also the fucking egocentric like anchor, like news anchor human, or like the media personality, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so- the like Ryan Seacrest of the Hunger Games. Yeah, he is actually so not the Ryan Seacrest of the. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? what he is. <laughs> That's so funny. You are on one tonight. I think we were both on one. Um, but no, I. This is gonna be a buckle up show because it's been eight minutes. Buckle the fuck up. This is your warning. Um yeah, I because he was also in the Devil Wars Prada, right? Like he is like in an interesting, like like he is such an interesting man.
1: He also is the villain in um Lonely Bones. What the fuck is that movie called?
0: No, yeah, I think that's right.
1: I don't think it's called Lonely Bones.
0: Lovely. Is it Lovely Bones?
1: Lovely Bones. Yeah. yeah. He's like the creepy child killer
0: yeah i never i never watched the movie but i read the book oh god i I haven't done either
1: i just know it's like the first performance for jennifer lawrence
0: Is that like in 10th grade that sounds right um but no uh what you know i know it's not him i feel like it's steve carell but he also kind of looks like the animation megamind like he kind of looks like megamind now that i'm thinking about it
1: is megamind steve carell
0: i thought no, I'm thinking about the fact that it's it's grew It's another, I feel like he's another comedian. I like thought God, Megamind
1: though. was uh, Will Ferrell. Will
0: Ferrell, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Steve, because I uh, there was a phase where I think it might have been Hudson was obsessed with Megamind. So we watched it like 14,000 times one Christmas. Um,
0: yeah, there was a period of time where that was the only way my mom and I said hello to each other. We'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> Dumb.
1: But, right. but no, Steve Carell is Gru in the Minion movies. Yeah, that's
0: right, that's right. In the Minion movies. The, the movie is totally about Gru, but, <laughs> but you're right. Like, you you said that exactly right. Like, that's the fact of the matter. Um, Oh, my God. Okay, where the fuck? So, literally? how
1: are you doing?
0: I think they know. I think that like a lot of Manics. other thing that I the, yeah, the
1: word is manic.
0: Yeah, no, I'm feeling yeah. I don't know. I I feel okay. I am tired. Uh, I like feel more like mentally rested than I did like obviously before being on vacation. So like I think like a lot of the things that have been like stressing me out or like have felt overwhelming over the course of the last few weeks don't necessarily feel that way right now, which is kind of nice, but physically I'm tired like it's like kind of the opposite for me well, I yeah usually... you
1: do try and cram a lot of stuff into visits home so yeah
0: it was a lot um good I mean it was good a lot but I mean it was a lot I definitely think that I overplayed my hand in some ways thinking that like coming back for a week would give me space to like because no like i just filled it like that was so i mean like good idea in theory but i keep thinking like and obviously like there are exceptions you family besties you know what i mean but i have a, a co-worker who said that her cousin whenever he comes into town will like just like get like uh party room maybe or like some sort of like place like that and it's like hey i'm in town this week this is the night that i'm free if you want to come to a happy hour if you want to come get drinks or whatever have you and just catch up this is where i'm going to be see you there that's actually a great idea
1: i don't know how much you would enjoy that though because like your friend groups are so different they are like i think you would have a hard time like you'd want to spend more time with people than you would actually have. Cause you know, a lot of people would show up cause they'd be like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I want to see Jeremy. So a bunch of people would show up and then you would feel bad cause you like didn't spend enough time.
0: I don't know. I actually feel like I would feel better knowing that I saw more people. I don't know. That might sound crazy. And I actually I-
1: feel like I shouldn't be invited to that thing because Um. Just because. Because I think people don't like me in your life because you choose to spend more time with me.
0: (laughs) You're insane. (laughs) I don't think that I am. (laughs) I need you to pick somebody and say their name because you won't be able to do this, I don't think. Pick somebody. Oh, I can. That lives in Columbus.
1: Yep. I'm not going to say it on the podcast.
0: I don't even know who you would say.
1: I don't think they would ever outwardly admit to not enjoying my presence, but I think that
0: that is true. Oh, I think I know who you're thinking. I think it's just because you have a complex in relation to the relation in which you would know this person. Maybe. Yeah, I think I know. What? What? i'm saying for people who aren't watching i'm like mouthing it too that's one of
1: them i had two
0: good 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 yeah i don't know why i'm actually asking you to go through an exercise of naming people that you think don't like you as if this isn't the thing that you do with your free time (laughs) as if you haven't prepared for this assignment for the last 30 plus years so like here we are
1: but i'm also the person that will tell you like that you don't have to do something with me so that you can do something with other people
0: yeah that how kind (laughs)
1: I don't want people to be mad
0: so not that you want me to like see my other people but like you don't want other people (laughs) I digress um so it was just exhausting I think I haven't fully recovered from a lot of that well
1: and you were getting woken up very early
0: Bruce is a very high maintenance dog right now in this stage of his life and Bruce woke me up at 3:45, 5:45, and 8 AM one night, and I was like, All right. the 8 AM was reasonable, but not when you woke me up at 3:45 and 5:45 too. Like if you, if it would just been eight, I would have been fine. But it was the 3:45, and it was also informed by having something in my system that really made me sleepy, and then being woken up by a barking dog at 3:45 that would not stop.
1: Which also resulted. This was the night I stayed over, and I also had said situation going on but also accidentally took other things and so i was like you do that
0: world almost every time (laughs) you like do that regularly and i think it's good because it means that you're just like on a good schedule with your other things but like (laughs) it's almost impressive
1: which i should just plan ahead before i do the one thing to remove the other thing from said routine
0: you were far more awake than i would have been in that scenario like the next morning
1: um yeah except for the fact that i had to take a nap before i went to my photo oh, you shoot did say the that. yeah you said
0: you took like an ungodly nap that you like woke up from and didn't know <laughs> all right well they've heard enough about our lives right now because
1: it's 16 minutes of bullshit <laughs> <laughs>
0: well and we actually have hockey to talk about which actually feels Me like too. a weird like change of pace for us so it feels like we should probably take advantage of that um especially considering the fact that it's already 11 15 p.m as we're recording and uh well here we are. But yeah, um, so the Blue Jackets opened up the season last Thursday against the Philadelphia Flyers. Welcome to Cam Atkinson, Jonathan Jonathan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Using his government name.
0: <laughs> oh fuck, where did that come from? John Tortorella. Whoa. Um <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Tortorella. <laughs> that was actually his rerun when he went to Philadelphia. He was like, I'm an I'm a new man. Um no, he and still
1: just, wears
0: the best. It just hasn't caught on yet. People just haven't caught on, but I've caught on. Um, so, so yeah, the Blue Jackets host did um, Philadelphia on Thursday, hosted New York on Saturday, and uh, hosted Detroit on Monday, and will again host. Uh, I actually don't even. Who are they playing on Friday? Calgary. Thank you so much, Calgary on Friday. Oh yeah, because it's a Star Wars night, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Um, hey, listen, I guess something magical. Cool. Anyway, um. So, okay, uh, I'm gonna get in trouble this episode. I can feel it in my bones. So, uh, obviously, a lot of hockey at home, starting off the season four games in a row, and that can be exciting, of course, because getting a chance to get to start the season at home, and even with a little bit of a home stand, it's always a good time. It was even I would I would say it was even a little weird, like last year, like they didn't start the season at home. It was like a Wednesday night in Carolina, right, or something like that. Mm. And I just like, uh, it was like, and granted, they like, Patrick Lana got hurt in that game. It was just like a weird, bad game. And like, so it just like, uh, going into that opening night, home opening night on that Friday was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> what is going on already? Yeah,
1: it just, it doesn't feel like the season started. It still feels like they play preseason games when they don't start at home.
0: Well, and like, I have, well, And to that point, I have to keep reminding myself this year that these are real now. Like, I don't know why. I don't know what it is about, like, the fumble in my brain. Like, I think a lot of things have just changed and in a lot of different ways, right? I mean, like, the flurry of the offseason that was in Columbus, you know, then also, like, as stupid as this sounds, like, some of the things related to, like, even just, like, some of the, like, apps that I use to track hockey. I'm like, this all feels fake. I don't know where to find anything. Like, it all feels like it's happening and nobody let me in on it. Like, it feels like no. (laughs) what's going on so it's been weird like to follow the nhl i think the first few uh days here of the of the season it's been fun it's been weird um the one thing that we can always count on the blue jackets to do though the one thing is to create a suck sandwich for us to talk about (laughs) um and that's that (laughs) we've got two games that like even though the score against philadelphia was respectable like it was a tough game to watch at times And, of course, obviously, we are not going to talk a ton about the Detroit game because I honestly, like, even though it's the third game of the year, like, I don't know what the fuck there is to talk about really about that other than a couple of, like, very specific things. But, yeah, and then obviously in the middle, you had this excellent performance against the New York Rangers, the only team out of those three that made the playoffs last year. And, um, granted, I think Detroit is maybe a little bit better this year than people intended to or thought they would be, but naturally, like, beat them 5-2. Or 5 3, sorry. Because I do think, yeah, because New York scored again. But yeah, so it's just like, man, the suck sandwich is real. It's back in Columbus. It is never going away. I love that. I love the consistency. I don't ever want to have two things happen in a row to us. And that includes wins, apparently. So, um, Laura, let's bring it back to Thursday, though. Let's bring it back to the NHL's, or not the NHL's opening night, I should say, but Columbus's opening night against the Flyers. Um, I mean, obviously. A really electric atmosphere, as it always is, a nationwide arena for opening night, a sellout. Actually, I think there were like four or 500 uh, standing room-only tickets that were sold uh, for that game. Obviously, obviously a good time. Not the result the Blue Jackets wanted, of course, but Adam Fantilli's NHL debut on his birthday. Um, you know, just a lot. Jake Bean scoring the first goal of the Blue Jackets. Sees it like a lot of things <laughs> to talk about in that one. But, Laura, just what were your what were your initial impressions of that game against Philadelphia and how did it kind of set the tone for you going into the season? Also like some of those other things that happened, you know, pregame, all that kind of stuff. Cause um, it was fun to, to see everybody see everything out there on the Plaza.
1: Yeah. Um, I always love opening night. I think even if I were to ever move away, um, I think I would still always make sure that I came back for opening night. Cause I just love it so much. And I love the atmosphere and like everyone's so excited and, the arena's already always packed to the gills and like they just do such a good job with like the programming that they put on and I will never not love like the roster announcement in the in the beginning when they all skate out and go around the circle and um you know it's just those are like key core memories is what they call them so like I just love opening night and um we went down early i think we got down there at like probably five, no 4 30
0: yeah because what time did everything start no everything started at 4 30 didn't it
1: no everything started at 3 30
0: oh yeah because then the players got there really shortly after that um yeah we yeah. probably got down there actually probably like 4 35 ish
1: yeah and we went to our bar and we met up with Our great friend Kyle and then Warren came and then something that happened quite a bit over the two games that we were in person is this like um, being, it's going to sound so snobby, but like being recognized by people that aren't like in our general circle of hockey friends.
0: Laura is um, still, still getting used to being noticed in any way, shape, or form as being somebody who talks about the Blue Jackets.
1: Yeah, no, it's very weird. Like, I had a couple of girls, like, on several occasions, like, stop me and ask if I was Laura from Subjectively Speaking, and I was like, I mean, that's my first name, but how do you know the name of my podcast? Um, but so, Tell yeah. the truth.
0: Tell the truth. How many of them said it right? <laughs> did they all say it right or did we have to do some corrections
1: no one of them said it right the other one called it cbjectively which is like that's how we i say it sometimes to people when i'm spelling it out out. um but you know and you got we when we were together we got a couple people that like said things to us like um and we just met a lot of people and stuff like that so it was really fun but it was just so good to be and then the, of course through the course of the night we were reunited with so many of our hockey friends like um which is just like always fills my heart because they're mm-hmm. just such lovely people and um you know when we're all in our happy place all together like that's just a lot of fun so yeah um, but yeah, we, you know they we went in, and we didn't really do a ton on the concourse this year because we've done it before. Um, but, and we actually kind of missed the players. but, um, you know, everyone looked really great. All had a lot of great fits. Um, and then, of course, um, there was a special guest that closed the carpet.
0: <laughs> and okay, this is the hardest secret to keep. In the entire world, because um, (laughs) we had, um, I mean, I guess, like, we could even maybe mention some of the other things now at this point, too, but... um, you know we had gone down to the arena earlier in the week last week to you know have be a part of a conversation with um you know again our friends at the artillery and uh you know um the blue jackets podcast also being a part of that conversation uh our buddy matt from 614 hockey to talk about and we'll probably spend more time on like the actual campaign and like talking through like what it means to us and all that kind of stuff later um but talking through like the blue jackets new marketing strategies and campaigns and things like that so it was a lot of fun to just like talk through that stuff also again one of those moments where it's like huh like i'm really (laughs) sitting here at this table that's crazy um but oh shit where what the fuck was i even saying
1: the new the guy that closed the carpet
0: oh my god rick flair and okay to be fair i did kind of do something I think it was in the last episode. I can't remember if I edited out it. It was, a, yeah, where I did my Rick Flair woo um, before people knew what was going on. Um, yeah, so there was it was part of like a partnership with um, part of a partnership with um, his new his energy new energy break. drink, Woo Energy, and I did look at the um, I looked at Marcus, who is the VP of content um, and uh, content and media is that his title? Mm-hmm. Uh, this happens in every corporation, but the Blue Jackets have some funky titles. I have to just blue say that I always have to think about what I'm saying when I say people's titles for the people we work with. But um, I looked at Marcus. He, we went over to the to the sports book afterward, and I said, "Okay, respectfully, when the fuck is Ric Flair going? <laughs> like, why is he going to be here? That makes no sense." <laughs> and there's some context there, but it was just it was fascinating. Um, but yeah, Ric Flair was on the red car- or blue carpet fascinating
1: and also you know represented occasionally throughout the game so yeah.
0: oh and one with rick flair in the building let's minimize that from now on sound great mm-hmm. okay cool i was but surprised
1: yeah. so you can get flair you can get woo energy drinks now at the arena
0: well and i think the thing that surprised me the most and i think it was because the game wasn't great the game was actually kind of a dud like overall like both for the flyers and the jackets like it was kind of a sleeper um which i guess like when you have the two teams that are like not here on subjectively speaking are they projected to be the bottom two teams in the metro but like when you think about like how pundits are talking about it like the two teams that you think are going to be at the bottom of the metro although i don't know what's going on with philly like they look like they actually might like be okay um at least they did against vancouver the other night but yeah i don't know it was a little sleepy i think that that contributed to people not doing the woo the entire game i was worried about that like i was really scared <laughs>
1: I was also because I hate that so much.
0: I, do, you know, it's fun for a minute, but that was the kind of environment where I was like, they're going to do this whole game. They're going to do this the whole fucking game. Lose my mind. <laughs> and they didn't. So it was good.
1: Yeah. So it worked out. But yeah, the, I mean, the game was, I mean, Adam, it was, again, it was Adam Fatilli's NHL debut. It was his 19th birthday. He got his first point in the NHL. Um, So that's all really exciting. Um, But other than that, I mean, it wasn't really anything to write home about. Like it was some things looked good. Some things were still pretty, you know, shaky. Um, I will say that Elvis struggled in the first period. But then he really rallied and he kept them from scoring All throughout the second period. And honestly, those last two goals weren't even on him because they had pulled him already. So I am giving him a very, very gold star because we'll talk about him again later uh, when we talk about the Rangers game. But yeah, I'm proud of Adam Fantilli
0: and of Elvis. (laughs) That's valid. I'll give it. I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously Elvis, um, you know, to, to this point, I want to say he's got like, I think it's a nine fifty save percentage, uh, through the first, you know, five periods of of play that he has so far this season. And so obviously like nothing wrong with that. I don't think you can be upset about that. If you're a blue jackets fan, um, you know, obviously, uh, i have some thoughts too about like just some of uh, shocker i know we're all really surprised to learn that i might have some thoughts but well,
1: you can have them about the rangers game for sure because there were some things that happened that were very lucky but we're definitely
0: correct correct wow wait hold on we might get along on this episode um you just showed your hand a little bit um I guess it's also worth noting that patrick Line also scored a goal in that game i kind of it's not that i forgot but like to me like that game was 2-1 because like obviously that was what it was for the most part and then um you know within the last minute and a half whether it be cam atkinson scoring to make it 3-1 with an empty net goal um no was this a goal empty net yeah it was the mouse <laughs> the, the mouse moving around right now yeah <laughs> Was so loud. It was so loud. I do think it was not like I. it was an empty net goal. And then um, Patrick Laine scored with 44 seconds left in the game. And then I was, I was convinced that Travis Konecki's goal did not count, but it did. So 4-2 is the final score. Again, another uh, empty netter there. And so after that, Kirill Marchenko had his first two assists of the season. So he was already halfway to his, um, to his total from last year, but uh, anything else about the flyers game before we move on to talk about uh, something that is a little bit more exciting. And that was the blue jackets win.
1: Yeah, no, I think we're good.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to the New York Rangers on Saturday because the blue jackets welcome them in. And it's always a journey when they do that because the Rangers fans are definitely, uh, they, they come by and so, um, oh, my God, Laura, I, you're going to have to talk about it. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, well, hey, actually, before we do that, just make sure that if you're uh, not in Columbus like me and you want to make sure that you're catching all of the games, go to InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN Plus. Check it out. Get yourself uh, a subscription. Uh, make sure that you are catching all of your favorite action. So speaking of our favorite action, the Blue Jackets winning a game. Um <laughs> on Saturday against the Rangers. The Rangers absolutely like kicked in the doors on the Sabers earlier in the week for their first game of the year and so I was worried about this one. And it turns out that um I was right for assuming that it was going to be interesting but maybe not <laughs> for the reasons that that it ended up being interesting of course. So the Blue Jackets win this game, just spoiler alert. Uh 5 to 3, though they were outshot two times. They were outshot uh, by a total of 42 to 21. Uh Frankly, they were dominated for a lot of this game, and especially in the third period. Like the fact that they didn't lose this game was actually a testament to the hockey gods, maybe seeing what last year was and thinking, "Mm, Hold on, pump the brakes, let's calm down a little bit. Because things were very interesting in the first. (laughs) Hey. I don't even know how to describe it because it's unlike anything that I've seen before, but two unallowed goals or disallowed goals for the Rangers, a disallowed goal for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I guess I shouldn't even say a disallowed goal for the Jackets. It didn't technically go in, so it wasn't disallowed, but I guess it was. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like within the first period three goals called back just as many that were actually that actually counted and so two one at the end of the first period it could have been three three if those goals would have counted but it wasn't um and so two one after the end of the first after just an absolute fucking wild <laughs> first period in Columbus
1: yeah that first period was crazy town. Um obviously like we're used to being the team who gets a goal called for offsides but then to see the Rangers get a two to, like two times in a row just felt like a weird miracle like it just that shit doesn't happen for us um and you know it, it 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 left that first period being like, we can't possibly continue to be this successful um through throughout the rest of the game because they were definitely testing, like they were definitely testing Elvis because obviously those two goals that were uh, disallowed were went in at some point. Um, and they were pretty easy shots, like definitely things that he should have been able to stop but in hindsight knowing what we know now which is that he left the game after the second period because he was seriously ill like i can give him a little bit more grace but then again i am his biggest apologist
0: yeah i'm not going to give him any grace only because he stopped 17 of 17 shots in the second period which is closer to when he got sick enough to be pulled from the game than the first period was right so like maybe i'm being a little bit harsh but, but like he
1: was shaky in the beginning and rallied and got back so,
0: yeah the only the only reason i'm jumping on you for that I was like god damn it we were gonna agree on something and you're just <laughs> it's like you're taking it back you're taking it back you're, you can't commit to it um but
1: yeah, I mean, really the star of this is the fact that boone jenner got a hat trick in the middle of the second period mm-hmm. Um, it was beautiful and I'm so happy for Boone, but I also wanted to fight a Rangers fan. Yeah. And I think I may have embarrassed Jeremy a little bit.
0: No, you didn't embarrass me as much as I looked around in your sea of rage and realized that we were in a sea of New York Rangers blue. And I was like, we lose this. (laughs) We lose this fight (laughs) 10 times out of 10 we lose this fight but and... i think our listeners will agree with me oh your co-host agrees with you i i had nothing wrong with what you were saying it was just like a survival moment for me i was like mm-hmm. it was also just very out of character it for was me. weird yeah it was like hard for me to like manage because i was like huh <laughs>
1: so we like jeremy said we were sitting in a sea of ranger blue like behind us were rangers fans in front of us were rangers fans in front of us was a whole family of Ranger fans. And, you know, if we weren't recording this, I would have a few choice words about the family that was sitting in front of us. But more specifically, I'm going to talk about the dad that was sitting right in front of me. And so Boone gets the hat trick and everyone starts throwing their hats down. And, you know, anyone who's gone to more than one hockey game, knows that if a hat doesn't make it all the way to the ice, it's your responsibility to throw it again to get it down there. Like, that's just what you do. Like, regardless of if you're at your home arena or if you're someone else's arena, like, you just continue the ho- throwing of the hats. And I'll tell well, you, this
0: what? I, will, I will interject and say, I don't think that I would throw a hat onto the ice for at an away arena i think i would give it to a fan for the away team to let them do it out of principle that's my like caveat that's
1: totally fine Uh, too or like put it in on the stairs like so that someone can get it and blah blah blah. you don't do what this motherfucker did which is
0: is that is that is that not a choice word
1: (laughs) which is take a hat that landed in their aisle pick it up
0: decide to size it and put it on your head well and i don't know if i should even tell you this to fuel your hate fire it didn't land in his aisle it landed on the seat in front of him it landed in front of him in the seat because the man in front of him was standing up for the goal and all that kind of stuff and so the, the hat actually landed because the seat was folded up it actually landed in between the seat back and the like ass that was <laughs> the ass <laughs> the actual seat itself that was uh folded well that makes me back. even more mad. yeah i'm really glad i didn't share that with you then
1: so that ass hat decided to pick up the hat, size it, and put it on its head. Essentially stealing, because the original owner of that hat threw it so that it could be part of the hat trick celebration for Boone. They did not throw it so this asshole could pick it up and get a free hat.
0: It was really like hard that's an hat again.
1: I know, right? Um that was not the intended purpose. And this filled me. And I don't know if it's because they had just been being obnoxious or like, you know, the people all around us were like (laughs) talking about like my favorite Blue Jackets players. And so Jeremy was like, you okay? (laughs) You know, that kind of stuff. Like I just, it filled me with a hate fire that just, and so whenever it came over the loudspeaker that Boone had gotten in the hat trick, I leaned down towards this man and said, It would be really fucking nice if all of his fucking hats were on the ice.
0: She did not say fucking twice. I don't even think she said fucking once. I, I think did she say said fucking once. No, you said it would be really nice if all the hats were on the ice. It, you were. I'm you, pretty sure I said fucking. I, At least I think once. that I would have been nervous, more nervous, I heard you say fucking.
1: Either way. And that man just sat straight forward the whole rest of the time because I hope he was filled with shame.
0: Yeah, because, like, also, like, he couldn't go back on it at that point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was nothing he could do to, like, save it from that moment. Like, he had to wear that hat for the rest of the game. Like, there was nothing else he could have done. The second he broke the golden rule, it had to be it had to be kept. And I think the thing about it that was so frustrating was, like, it was an Ohio hat. And I I don't, like, and I'm not naive. I'm sure these people could have been from Ohio. Like that's not outside of their own possibility. So I guess like, yeah, maybe they are Ohio state fans or like whatever have you, but I was like, really like, this is so tacky, like in the, in the biggest way. And here's the other thing. And I don't know, maybe like, can I go back and forth on this every now and again? It depends on where you're going to go. Columbus is not the place that I would say you have to worry about this for, but some you go to some away arenas and like, it's a little sketch to be too outward of a fan there um, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would go you know to Montreal to do that I don't like you know what I mean like there are just certain places that I would be like I'd maybe wear a hat right but when people just like wear absolutely nothing that indicates their favorite team I mean like come on like if you're gonna go to an away arena be respectful like don't be a dick mm-hmm. but like wear your team's stuff like don't if I could just go and show up and just like in a plain white tee or whatever have you, um, or like a weird tangential connection to like one of the people in this family was wearing a Saquon Barkley Jersey for the giants. It's like, yeah, okay. I get it. Like you're a New York sports fan. Sorry about that for you. But also like, like where are the fucking Rangers gear boss? Like what the fuck? And also just
1: on? do better.
0: Yeah. Just be a little better. But um, but yeah, I mean, so speaking of being a little bit better, the Blue Jackets were in this game, um, in the sense that they did find a way to win, and again, I think we've covered a lot of at least like the the main points on the ice at least, which was again, well, with the exception of one thing. So of course, Boone Jenner hat trick, uh, which I am so mad at myself because when we were over the sports book before the game, I. Saw that Boone Jenner was plus 2,500 to score two goals. And of course, naturally, and I almost did it. I was like, oh, that sounds like it could make sense to me. Um, but I did not do it and I hate myself for it. But yeah, so uh, and then David Yerichek. David Yerichek scored his first ever NHL goal as well. So, obviously, a lot of celebrating happening in Columbus there on Saturday. Pascal Vincent got his first win as an NHL head coach. Obviously, I think he had won a game, maybe two. I'm not even 100% sure during his time uh, filling in for, uh, for Brad Larson because he did it twice he did it in two seasons two separate seasons once when lars had covid and in Lars's first season and then in his the second season uh during a, a family funeral and so i think that maybe it was the first season that he got a win
1: yeah it definitely was it sorry you can tell how late it is um it definitely wasn't last season it, i think it was lars's first season
0: So, um, he gets his first win as an NHL head coach regardless. And then uh, Justin Danforth got a goal as well. So, um, you know, which is funny because I actually do think I told you at one point during that game that he was, like, not noticeable to me at all. Which, again, here's the thing. I think two things can be true at once. I think you can score a goal in a game and still not be noticeable.
1: Yeah. But I don't think think that, like,
0: by the time this game wrapped up, I didn't feel that way about Danforth, but just those first couple of periods I did. So,
1: and also Marchenko got another another assist, so yeah. he is one away from his record last year.
0: Yeah, and uh, let me tell you, it's really hard to to get another assist when uh, you get shut out the next time around. So, didn't find yeah. it there on the third game. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, is there anything else, at least from from this Rangers game, that was on your radar? Weird start, of course. Boone Jenner's hat trick, David Juracek, yeah. Um, Ivan Prorov had two assists. Elvis left and Spencer Martin came in and woof <laughs> on the Spencer Martin thing. And honestly, like again, was getting no help by the Jackets there on Saturday in that third period. I mean, again, outshot 17 to 2, I think it was in that third period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, geez. Um, and and again, the jackets still found a way to, to get it done. I yeah, because we even
1: scored in the third period, and I think we scored on, like, their third shot on goal on the entire period.
0: Well, they only had two, and I think that it was literally, like, oh. I think it was their first one, <laughs> because I, I think I tweeted from our account, list of things to do in the third period, one, shot on goal, and then when they scored, somebody replied, hey, that worked. <laughs> I was like, I do what I can. I do what I can. I'm out of the people. but. Yeah, so the Jackets, they get out of that game with their first win of the season. And, and they I would, got
1: streamers. And
0: Laura got streamers. Streamers, bitch, she got them. Um, and the Jackets would then, you know, shift and the, pivot toward looking at Detroit. And I think that, to some extent, it was, you know, oh, oh, we're going to have to rewind. Um, Zach Wierenski at her against Philadelphia, he's fine. Um, he's going to play again on Friday. I don't think we really talked about that.
1: No, we completely glazed over Yeah, we just didn't him. talk about
0: that. Um, it's, and I think it's because, like, at this point, like, we are pretty sure he's going to play on Friday based on an interview that he gave today. And so, yeah. But it was pretty uh, concerning at first when it happened. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: because, obviously, first game, he hadn't played since last October. um, And he took a nasty hit. Um, And it could have been so much worse than it
0: actually was. Well, and if it's indicative of anything, whether it's his, um, you know, his proneness to injury, his luck over the last few seasons, or just like how bad everything looked, it was like pretty big news in the NHL in the following news cycle. I know that Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick talked about it on 32 Thoughts that week, uh, talked about like his poor injury luck, talked about how the Jackets can't afford to not have him. They're right, especially on Monday. But, yeah, I mean, you feel bad for the guy because you think that, like, finally he's coming into a season healthy. His biggest – he's really only been injury prone in his upper body. He had – he got, like, absolutely blasted by that puck in the face, broke his fucking face. Um, And then, obviously, the couple of shoulder injuries that have had him out long-term over the course of his career. So you see this guy get, um, you know – we can have a conversation about whether or not the hit was dirty or not. I know some people think that it wasn't intentional. Like it was definitely a bad play. It was definitely not a clean hit. I don't even know that I have a thought one way or another, all that strongly about whether or not I thought that the severity or the dirtiness of it was intentional. But what I'll say about it is like, there's this guy who's had all these upper body injuries. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh man, are we about to throw in a lower body injury and like a serious one at that into this equation? Like this guy's going to have a fucked up shoulder. He's going to have a fucked up kneecap and we're just going to hope for the best. We're going to hope that he keeps going. And thankfully we don't have to worry about that. It was a Charlie horse kind of situation. And I do have, um, Ooh, the first time I actually feel like I get to say this and actually like feel comfortable saying it. Um, one of the people that I know who was familiar with the situation had said that like, yeah, like it was a Charlie horse kind of situation, a confusion. And at first I was like, okay. And then when that came out, I'm like, oh shit, wait. <laughs> I was like, "Uh oh, uh oh,
1: do I have
0: a source? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck just happened?
1: I will say that um, Zach gets one more game because if you recall um, in a previous episode, we said that he's only allowed to miss three games and he's oh, used shit. two of them.
0: Oh so, God, we did say that. That was on. And I think I, that might be my fault.
1: Yeah, so he gets one more game.
0: <sighs> wow, yeah, really. You better catch- save it
1: for like a decent stomach flu.
0: Yeah, and apparently it's going around, but I'll, yeah, man, you only get three PTO days here to Zach. Um, the benefits aren't great, but using two of them at the beginning of the season is a choice. Mm-hmm. So then we pivot into one of the two games that Zach used that PTO day for, and honestly, good for him good for him to not subject himself to the torture that was that game on Monday. I mean, Laura, I, do you know what sucks? Mm. So I had a a lengthy conversation, a lecture, if you will, with the person who I hired to work for me uh, at Grand Valley, work with me. And we go back a little bit, wonderful human, one of my favorite people in the world. And she has taken a liking to hockey. She has gone to the Grand Valley Hockey Games, with me and another coworker, and she has latched on. So it was risky for me to have her first game that she like came over and watched. It was risky for it to be this game because they were playing the Detroit Red Wings. And because the Detroit Red Wings AHL affiliate is a team that we will more than likely go and watch multiple times this year. So, uh uh-oh, right? It's nerve-wracking putting the Red Wings into this situation. She's from Northeast Ohio, so, like, the Columbus attachment's nowhere near as strong as it is for, like, say, you or I at this point. I mean, like, you moved to Columbus and we're living there for a long time before hockey became a part of your life. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like, I was, like, you can't be a fan of the Red Wings. I, like, told her. I was, like, you have to be a Blue Jackets fan. There are no other exceptions. Like, I literally, like... I'm your supervisor and I host a Blue Jackets podcast. Like mm-hmm. you don't have a choice. And yeah, that's it. Correct. That's me using my power dynamic. And it's probably worthy of sending me to HR for. Um, but I was like, you cannot be a Red Wings fan. You just can't. And then <laughs> Blue Jackets were like, we're going to tempt her though.
1: <laughs> we're going to look like high
0: garbage. <laughs> we're going to like make it. We're going to think about it. We're going to think about making her like her, like them more than us. And so I Like, again, there's not even really a ton of things to say about this game. There are a couple of good highlights, I think, just to, like, touch on, because why not, right? One of them was Erica Branson said to – and I forget who he fought, to be frank, but he said to whatever member of the Red Wings that he squir- – Coskin? Uh, Coskin, was that? Sure. Kos- yeah, that sounds right. They um, said, if you feel froggy, you better jump, bitch. And – Uh, yeah it was fun to watch it was fun to watch
1: there's a lot of punching
0: a lot of punching and that's like exactly what erica branson is here for again like it's already happening the like riley nash like arc is kind of already i can sense it um and i can sense it on social media too like i think that the like like that is that all this mug had to do is that all he had to do last year is that it for y'all to have gotten off of his you know what because i like and by I y'all, also, I mean us too. Like, we were also on it. So like, I also I have- think
1: people are taking it a little bit more seriously now that he's been given, like, the A to wear. Sure. And so, like, as much as you can be a leader without a letter, like, that's not a requirement. Um, You know, I just think that he stands out more now. And I do think he feels more comfortable to start throwing hands. And, which is good because we have a lot of young players and a lot of young players like are getting a lot of attention. So people are gonna go after them, mm-hmm. i.e. out of Italy. Like, and so we have to have these people who are willing to defend them. So and it can't always be Boone. Like Bo- Boone can't always be roughing people up because he also needs to be able to play. <laughs> Well, I was gonna and, say,
0: and, and Boone like especially like if it ends up getting being a situation where you get like an instigator or uh whatever have you like Boone is one of our best penalty killers too like it's, it's you have to be strategic about it right like it can't just be anybody and I think yeah like,
1: Sean Crowley you have to be <laughs> smart about it
0: I oh shit I think here's the thing yeah especially as one of our best penalty killers right this is another thing that we didn't really talk about but I think it, it relates and I almost wonder to some extent how it maybe influenced the way in which he responded on Monday um and I think it was Cole Cylinder right like it was Cole cylinder that got hit in open ice and, and he was responding to that. Um, so a lot of people had a lot of things to say about the way in which uh, Erica Branson responded to Garnett Hathaway's hit on Zach Orensky. I think the important context here is that Garnett Hathaway has been suspended before for, for spitting on him, like for spitting specifically um, on Erica Branson. And so like, there's already some bad blood there that exists. Um, that was back in, I think, 2019 when Hathaway was a duck and or i can't remember if he was a duck or if good i don't remember but all of that is to say that that fuels this but then also good was like it was a fucking dirty hit it was fucking stupid whatever have you um and that's maybe not exactly verbatim but he did say fucking and so then you have monday come around everybody he's heard it on twitter maybe he's he's seen it in different spaces where Oh, if Erica Branson's so pissed off, why the fuck didn't he do something about it? What the fuck do we pay him all this money for? If he's gonna be the person who's supposed to be the the enforcer or the grinder on the lines, like why isn't he the one that's doing something about like all this kind of stuff? Okay, all right, sure. I don't necessarily disagree with y'all. I think if you listen to the show before, you know that like there was a point in time where, you know, especially that season um, you know, the, of the mass exodus where Felina was traded and where all like, you know what I mean? Like where everything was, barred, everybody. Um, it was just like I couldn't help but just be absolutely fucking infuriated that like nobody seemed like they were pissed off on that hockey team ever, like that they cared ever about what was happening on the ice. And I think to some extent, um, that was the impression that people were getting from Erica Branson. And the reality, I think, of that situation is that when you know that you already are down a defenseman because you knew Zach Warensky wasn't gonna come back into that game, like it's risky business to to potentially pick up a 10-minute game misconduct because you go ape shit on somebody or because you, you know, catch an instigating penalty. And so, like, I think there was some strategy there, but I also think it might have informed what he did on Monday.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's also one thing too, like, depending on how a person's temperament is it's like gabranson already had history with that guy that hurt zach like and so that could have escalated in a way that like you know wasn't great and you know as now an alternate captain and knowing himself i think he may have taken a step back and yeah people can say what they will about it but I, I think you're right. I do think it is was reflected in Monday when he just was like, you know what, I'm not fucking standing for it anymore. And Cole is still a baby like and, you know, is not one who's going to go after it and fight and like all that sort of stuff. So it's just it's just there's so much more that goes into that decision than I think people think. And if you're a smart player, then you are thinking about all those things before you dive into something because you could really fuck over your team if you know you do something at the wrong moment in that circumstance so i don't know again three games in and people need to lay off people like (laughs) you know let him live
0: but also what the fuck were the blue jackets doing on monday I know you said it was three games. That we need to let people live. What the fuck were they doing on Monday? That was insane to watch. And and it, it has been
1: so bad.
0: It was so bad. And it has been reflected in some of the response from that game, whether that be Pascal Vincent and having these guys go back to basics and essentially just doing training camp drills, right? And uh, you know, taking a look at, you know, kind of some accountability measures in that game of benching Damon Severson, like somebody who I mean, there was always there's always kind of this like air in hockey. Right. And I don't know that I necessarily disagree with it, but because you're always going to have people pissed on one side or the other, right. Where, you know, they signed him to an eight year contract. He's going to be a Columbus blue jacket through the 2031, 2032 season. If my mouth is right there. Yeah. That's a long fucking time away. Like uh, hello. Um, And so like, Oh my God. Yeah. Wait to think about the blue. I'm going to be so old. (laughs) this podcast <laughs> welcome everybody to episode 4813 um no I <laughs> it's just he he benches him um you know some some pundits wonder if Patrick lineney maybe was part of part of the issue there on that play too but it's yeah it's interesting to see uh that Tusco Vincent's not afraid of sitting a guy if he does not feel like he's playing up to par or if he feels like he's responsible for something that goes on and that extends to veterans like that extends to veterans. And that is the thing about it that I think is different than what we've seen in Columbus before. It has always felt to a certain extent that the young guys are always punished in some way, shape or form around any one specific mistake. Whether that be when the jackets were, you know, I mean, Kent Johnson, right? Like at any point in time or, um, you know, even Patrick Liney. Patrick Line is not, like old by any means like he's a younger player of course but he he's been benched by the blue jackets time and time again i don't know there's just like it always felt like it was the younger players getting scratched whether it be like even like liam foodie like when he was developing and so it was kind of refreshing to see a a more established veteran and damon Severs get scratched or not scratched but get uh sat for the rest of the game there in that third period well i mean
1: even look at the players that he has scratched in these three games like jack rossel eric Robinson is now playing in Cleveland because he got put on waivers. Um, Andrew Peake was scratched, Um, you know, Adam Boquist. Like these are veteran players, players that have been in the league, you know, for several years that if they're not playing up to par, he's not afraid to sit them out. Mm
0: -hmm. Like,
1: which I think is really ballsy. And I love it. Like him holding them accountable, for their playing and like the mistakes that they make, like I think is very different and he's doing it in a way that I think is different than what torts did where torts would get like real angry and like yell a lot um, and have like really like scary conversations with them. I think, whereas Pascal Vincent's is more of like the disappointed parent situation where like you're or the disappointed teacher, because I don't want them. I don't want him to be seen as like a father figure because that's, to like warm and fuzzy but like he looks at them and goes yeah i'm disappointed and so should you and now you're gonna like sit out and watch everyone else play to see what you did wrong and like you're gonna have to work your ass off in the next couple whatever practices in order to prove yourself that you need you that you can get back in this lineup
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: or punishing the whole team and having them run training camp drills when the season's already started yep. and like pundits and reporters going, my legs hurt, my stomach hurt, just watching them do it. Like, you know, like feeling queasy because that's the kind of drills they are. They're the drills that like players throw up after, you know, mm-hmm. like, and they don't typically do those during the season.
0: Yeah. Also known for me as just taking one lap around the rink <laughs> Would be me throwing up afterward. Also, but,
1: me if I uh, am looking at my phone too long in the car. So
0: amazing, yeah. You know, sometimes we just be throwing up. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it'll be interesting to see how that affects things. I mean, of course, like you mentioned, Eric Robinson being like being sent back down to Cleveland and clearing waivers, and you know, potentially looking at Zach coming back into the lineup for the game against Calgary then on Friday, but. Um, you know, it's just, they're in an interesting spot. Everything's going to keep starting to get figured out but, and we won't necessarily know like who's going to be in the lineups every night. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that that's a luxury that the Blue Jackets have right now to where, know they can play around a little bit with that middle to bottom six and see who who fits best in the roles that they're looking to fill based on what they're what they're trying to do with the style of play that they have. And I think they'll get there. It's just a matter of time. And I think that we've just got to be a little bit more patient than maybe we're being right now. And I think that some of that is informed by the trauma of last season, right? Like we know what it's like when you get off onto like a terrible spot start. They did it last year. They did it the uh, in 2015, right? Like, they've done it before. And you obviously want to try to avoid that at all costs. So we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Anything else from that game against Detroit that you had on your radar? No. Yeah, good point. I agree. <laughs> I agree completely. Um, okay. So then... Shifting, okay, Calgary. One might assume, okay, so Elvis Merzlikens could be good to go because Jack will was sent back down to Cleveland off of the emergency recall that brought him back up. So good news there. Uh, if that's the case and if he's feeling well, I would expect that he gets to start. Let's see if he can keep riding that 950 save percentage that he has at this point. Um, you know, If he can, that's nothing but a win for the Blue Jackets. Uh, maybe not necessarily on the ice, but at least for his development and his continued progress. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like we're going to see any combination of scratches that we've seen before, whether that's, you know, foodie Olivier, um, you know, God knows who on defense, depending on what's going to happen. I don't know that, you know, we talked a little bit about this, Laura, and know, before we started recording, but you know, the assumption could be that you're going to send David your back down. That's the easiest thing to do. Um, in the sense that you, um, you know, you have the ability to, you know, he's not going to be eligible for waivers. Everybody else at this point would be. The interesting scenario here, though, is that the Jackets have also been linked to, to trade talks with Connor Garland and Vancouver. And the thing that makes that fascinating is that there's a sentiment that a defenseman would be the, like the um, reported and valued return from uh, the Blue Jackets to Vancouver in that trade. Uh, the money stuff would be interesting to work out. But if you could trade an NHL talent, get that player off of your roster, whether that's uh, Jake Bean um, – oh, honestly, you doesn't look terrible. Um, it's been three games. I'll calm down. But <laughs> Andrew Peak, Adam Boquist, you probably don't start considering anybody else. I mean, like you've made too much of an effort to trade for people like Ivan Provorov or to trade and sign Damon Se- Like they're not on the list of players. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the prospects aren't on those list of players. Zach Wierenski is not on the list of players. It's those three. Like, one of those three will be traded at some point. Right now, trade deadline, off season, like, have played their last games. So, we'll see what happens there. If that trade happens, um, well, they still have another issue, and it's that they would still have to probably send a forward down. Um, Cole um, do you DSA fuck around and find out with Liam Foote. Like, I don't know what you do. But – Anyway, that's the scenario for the Blue Jackets that has been considered. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I don't know that I'm feeling overly excited about the scenario, but it's not because I think he's a bad player. I just don't necessarily understand the point. It feels like a win now kind of move. <laughs> and again, I think that maybe like that's maybe some of what the front office is feeling. But mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like, I don't know. Like, But as long as you don't get rid like I am not going to lose any sleepover. I don't think. <laughs> I could regret saying this. I don't think I'm going to lose any sleep over a player like Andrew Peak or, um, or even a Jake Bean getting traded. I do still worry that Adabokwis could turn into a real deal, two way four or two way defenseman. So I'm a little bit more hesitant to trade him. But also, like I think that they're going to trade the guy who's going to have the most value, and it might be him. So we'll see what happens. Even if it's not with with Vancouver, it could happen somewhere else. And so we'll see. Laura, was there anything else? On your radar, I think that we had a couple other things maybe to talk about, but honestly, uh, they have slipped my mind at this point after an hour and five minutes of Manic Hockey Talk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, just that we'll have at least three games, depending on when we record next week. Uh, to talk about um, before you hear from us next. So uh, the Blue Jackets obviously play Calgary at home on Friday. Then they uh, will immediately fly to Minnesota to play the Wild on Saturday night. And then um, they will play Anaheim at home on Tuesday next week. So two home and an away. So the first away game um of the season and which is always interesting when it's immediately after a home game so well
0: and like a back-to-back right it's the first back-to-back of the season so there Mm -hmm. you also have that conundrum so like either well then i guess the question becomes like do you actually start elvis on friday against calgary like maybe you don't i i think that Minnesota's a stronger team. Do you start him against Minnesota in Minnesota? Do you maybe start him back to back? Maybe you do. I don't know. Um I
1: mean he he does as said before, he wants to be tested and he wants to play as much as he can. So, you know, maybe maybe you do start him both. If he nights. didn't
0: may, if he didn't just come off of a potentially like really exhausting, like flu bout situation. Of illness like i would be more like i would honestly probably say that that would be what would happen uh because i think you're absolutely right i think he's expressed a desire to be tested i don't know what nicholas backstrom's um you know thought is on that and the way that maybe manny legacy thought about it slash like the way that brad Larson and pascal vincent think about it or thought about it and so i guess we'll see what happens there but i think maybe they're
1: approaching it as how likely are you to shit
0: your pants on the ice well it's like is the fucking blue line gonna play like they did against new york or are they gonna like <laughs> am i cause... gonna have
1: to roll around on the ice trying <laughs> try and yeah. stop bugs certain, um certain
0: angles are gonna do it for me i'm just saying certain just, movements you know, are gonna cause an issue
1: it's a blessing that we now wear the dark blue pants for away games
0: oh <laughs> um yeah no, know it truly is but i don't know man i t- that those two games are tough against calgary and minnesota and like you don't want to start one and four. Like, you don't. Like, even even if you know that the goal isn't playoffs, and even if you know that, like, it's five games, like, starting one and four is a bad morale boost. Like, it is a bad, bad thing for morale. And so they need to figure out a way to at least get away in there. Hopefully against Calgary, against the home crowd. The rule of thumb is if you're going to suck, suck on the road, right? Like, so we'll see what happens there. But, yeah. And yeah, I think they
1: that- could win against Calgary and against Anaheim.
0: That would be nice. It'd be three and three. Mm. Yeah, I'd take it. I would take it. Um, So we'll see where the jackets stand the next time that we talk to y'all. It could be. It could be. Who knows? But we'll talk to y'all next. Like, it will be no later than this time next week. But um, we'll see how spunky we're feeling. I think part of this is also, like, I think that we would probably be able to do two episodes starting next week. But I think that we want to make sure that our 200th episode is, is what we want it to be. And so that would be, um, you know, if we record one episode next week, that would be the following week. We would still have some more time to really get some of that ironed out and have a, we've got some things in the pipeline, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to enjoy that one. And so we're excited for y'all to, to check that one out in a couple of weeks. But yeah, so we'll probably just do one next week just to set ourselves up for success on the 200
1: we need um that additional time to get everything set for the 200th episode so that um we can celebrate it properly um and to the probably the chagrin of jeremy because he's not really the person that like likes to celebrate the milestones and i'm making him but 200 is a big deal so we're gonna do something great um but yeah so after the 200th in a couple of weeks we will probably return to um doing more than one episode a week um just because we're gonna have a lot of hockey to talk about so and especially if we get to record like after a, a win or two so that you can get like a really you know amped up version of us and not this like hey we're going suck sandwich to talk about um sort of situation
0: hey a suck sandwich always has at least one slice of good that's true i don't know what i would call just like straight up suck like what would we call that what food dish would we call that just like a goulash yeah that sounds. i mean like i goulash is good um but that's like true. in this context it sounds or hard.
1: oh god what's that the thing with lima beans um what's it called Succotash.
0: Oh, I like second time.
1: <laughs> well, I got two random cans of lima beans in my grocery we, order today.
0: We are probably two of the least picky people. Like we are, yeah, we love that's true. Like we are not going to be able to find a. Wait, hold on. I don't like black licorice. I don't love black licorice. I just don't know. I don't know. We'll work on this. We'll work on this. A sex <laughs> sandwich is bad. Good. Bad. Um, a good a uh, a good sandwich is good, bad, good. Um, or no, that probably isn't it. Like, but that's like a That's a something decent right? Sandwich, it's a decent sandwich. Um, we'll take decent. Like a
1: good sandwich is good, good, good.
0: We have to think of like what our premier sandwich is. Like joint, we gotta think about that. We that can be what we call bad. it. Anyway. <laughs> we have been manic enough on this show for the night but we don't ever let that stop it never stops it no we just don't do it and uh when we're not recording we're usually interacting with y'all on social media and the best way that you can keep up to date with all of the things that we are doing is by following us on all of those platforms and uh frankly like at this point i just follow them all they're all logged in on my phone so sometimes i forget what they're even what they're ads are things like that but somebody who will never forget that is none other than our special guest rick flair welcome in rick flair everybody <laughs> woo! can you fucking imagine i would shit myself laura tell the good people where they can find all of that <laughs> i'm just going to introduce you in this segment as like somebody random every time that sounds like a really good time to me i'm not um, nearly
1: as dynamic as rick flair but uh...
0: i disagree i don't think there's actually that much dynamic about him he screams woo is oiled up and loves to like hit on 20 somethings <laughs> and he's an old white man in america that, that's true that's a pretty static character to me <laughs> i don't know anyway enough
1: about the problematic dealings of rick flair anyway uh we do write for inside the ring.com and you can follow those efforts on twitter at ITR jeremy and at iatr laura And then you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at SubjectivelyPod. You can follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Subjectively Speaking. We do have a website. It is subjectivelyspeaking.com. If you would like to um, help out your two favorite hockey podcasters and get some sweet merch in exchange, you can visit our merch store, subjectivelymerch.com. And lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on particularly if you're on an Apple podcast, scroll on down, hit five stars. It is our favorite number. And of course, as usual, we do not know how the algorithms work. We just know that all of your interactions, your stars, your likes, your comments, um, help to get us uh, noticed in the hockey podcast charts and help to bring more people or more people to this lovely little community of ours. And yeah, other than that, we just love and appreciate you all so much.
0: Oh, your tonality was different on that one. Yeah, my tone, gonna, my tone was I'm different. different. <sighs> like, keep going. I was like, wait, what else is she going to say? She usually stops there. And then you stopped and I went, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm tired. My tone was different. No, that's okay. That's okay. No worries. But until next time, we hope that you all take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and remember that hockey is for everyone, and we will talk to you next time.
1: Bye.